Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. There's a commonly held belief that our thoughts create our reality. But is that really true? Today we're discussing the power of our thoughts and a critical distinction that you need to understand in order to have the best life experience. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part of this episode. The group frequency calibration at the end is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. So let's get started. Hey, Karen. So cool topic. A lot of people hear the saying, your thoughts create your reality, yeah. right? It's a pretty common saying. What's your opinion on that? Yeah. So um, from what I can remember, it seems like that idea of thoughts creating our reality really came in in the 90s, like when The Secret came in, The Law of Attraction, all that sort of stuff, where mm -hmm. there was this new idea, at least for many people, that we had influence over our reality. And so it became your thoughts create your reality. So from my perspective, that's not entirely accurate. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts can affect your reality but they're not high enough in resonance to actually create your reality. So there's a really big difference there, and that distinction is really key. Mm. So, for example, your thoughts can affect your reality. So meaning, you know, we've talked about before how we really are a bandwidth of frequency, mm. right? We're not like a single point on a spectrum of frequencies that humans can be, right? We're just a bandwidth. So if you're having a lot of negative self-talk or a lot of negative thoughts, it will cause you to pull down in your frequency bandwidth, right? So you're not going to be your best self, right. for example. But they're not enough to actually create something different. That actually needs to come from a higher resonating order. That needs to come from a frequency perspective. So that's when, you're, when your frequencies get high enough, that's when you can start to create your reality, what you and I have talked about in terms of co-creation, when your frequency get, resonance gets high enough that you don't have distortion patterns, which sort of muddy the water of creation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's why in a, a large part, um, for example, positive affirmations don't really work. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, because yeah. you're thinking like I'd really like you would you desire a different outcome. You're saying things that indicate that desire. But Internally, you feel totally the opposite, mm -hmm. right? And that, and because of that difference, yeah. nothing's going to be created. Created, yeah. yeah. You have all this polarization within you. In fact, you create more polarization because you're trying to make something different than yeah. what you actually are feeling. And what you're feeling is actually a reflection of the distortion patterns. Mm. So you have to release the distortion patterns first to get up in terms of your frequency resonance to create something different. Mm -hmm. So, And the thing is, how you create your reality is really a reflection of your frequency resonance. So, for example, someone who is very highly resonant may have no thought at all, but yet their reality will be very spectacular, abundant, rich, you know, mm -hmm. and they're not, but they're not thinking, right? Mm. Their resonance is high. So their experience in the physical is reflecting who they are in terms of their resonance on a spirit level, on frequency level. Okay. So could you, um, could you create with both thought and resonance? Yeah. Or would you, would you say it's best to 
not use the mind so much? Yeah. So that's a really great question. I really okay. like that. Because okay. there's this whole thing about desire being bad, right? Right. There's this right. whole thing about like desire being negative. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, t from my perspective, desire isn't negative. It's the attachment that's the problem, mm -hmm. right? So the desire is the seed of creation, right? If you didn't desire anything, you would just like sit there. I mean, there would be no need to create anything, right? right? You need the desire to create something else. Mm -hmm. So that's really wonderful. And then you can use that desire to start to the creation manifestation process, okay? Mm -hmm. But by itself, just the desire to want to do something different or the thought that you want something different isn't enough to change your reality. There are a lot of people who want something different, but the realities don't change. Right, because they are resonating differently. Yeah, they're resonating in the order. the thought is Yes, putting out there. exactly. Yeah. And they have the distortion patterns. The thought is yeah. a reflection of the distortion, mm. right? So the distortion pattern exists. And then your thoughts and your emotions are a reflection of the distortion. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's the distortion first. Everything exists first on the frequency level. So to go back to episode 97, your very favorite, yes. right? <laughs> okay, so here you are, right? Just for people who don't know what that is, like how your reality is created, yeah? yeah? So you're, you have your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you, and it projects into the center of itself your physical body. And also your brain then is the projector and your pineal gland is like the lens of the projector and you create your physical reality, mm -hmm. okay? Your body and everything else. Through that projection of that illusion, you have all of these distortion patterns, okay? Between like, like at the body level, between the body and the spirit body, all of these distortions, which are like different layers, okay, of like that look like filters, okay, yeah. like um, different thicknesses, different layers, layers of uh, like different levels of op opacity, like how clear they are, how not clear they are. Mm -hmm. And some of us have a lot of them. Yeah. So you have a lot of these distortion patterns. So even if you have the thought, like I'd like to create something, that isn't enough to change it because you have all these distortion patterns and the thoughts that you even have are, like I said, a result of the distortion patterns. That's why when a lot of people do frequency work and you start to release the distortion patterns, people will say, oh my God, I had all these different thoughts. Exactly. Because the distortion patterns are conditioning mm. what you think. Your habituated thought, your habituated emotion is a result of the distortion. Yes. Clear the distortion. I've noticed that personally. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like... Um it seems to, as you're doing the frequency work, affect like your um, your main thing in life. I'll just give an example. Like yeah. I'm mainly an acupuncturist. Yeah. I'm also other things. Yeah. But yeah. that's my job, right? Yeah. So I notice that the biggest shift in that first. So even the thoughts, you're right, the habitual thoughts I would have in the treatment room, mm -hmm. maybe about myself or not being good enough or whatever the whole thing is, yeah. the foundational patterns. Yeah. Um, yeah, that begins to change. Yeah. So it's like your main thing first. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about that? Does that make yeah, sense? Totally. Yeah, totally. Because uh, what happens when you start doing frequency work is your higher self is smart. You start mm -hmm. to clear the stuff that's priority for you to clear. Priority. That yeah. is heavier, denser, that you that it weighs you down and yeah. creates those negative thoughts or the negative emotions, or at least mm -hmm. habituated, mm -hmm. yes? Mm -hmm. So when you start to release those distortion patterns, exactly what you think about yourself, how you feel about yourself, not just yourself, but, and then it starts to radiate outwards, your relationships, how you interact with people, the world, all that starts to shift because you're releasing this distortion patterns that created those things in the first place. Mm -hmm. So that's why you start to feel better also, because the reason you didn't feel so good or had those habituated negative emotions 
in terms of how you perceive the world was because of the distortions. Gotcha. It's really kind of cool. Right. It and, is really cool. Because, yeah. you know, like, just like you said in the very beginning of this, um, the law of attraction, the secret, you mm -hmm. know, like writing sticky notes on your mirror and yeah. saying it every day. And yeah. it's like, why isn't this working? working? You know? Yeah. I feel like teens especially could could know this information. Yeah. You know, that, that age group is kind of where people start to, yeah. your hormones are shifting and yeah. you're very influenced by your peers and the media. Totally. Yeah. And it's it can be a challenging time. Totally. So the thing about why affirmations don't work is because on the one hand, you really have this distortion, right? You don't like the way you're feeling. You don't like the way your world is. And then at the same time, you're saying these affirmations because you're wanting a change, right? You're yearning for something different. So you have this polarization yeah. happening where you're trying to get away from where you are and there's no mm -hmm. acceptance of what you, where you are and you're not dealing with the source of the problem, right? The, the thing which is causing you to want to get away from yourself and have something different, which is the distortion pattern. Got Makes it. sense? Yes. You have to handle the source of the problem, which is the distortion. Then, just as you said before, all that starts to shift, yeah. right? And you start to feel different. And it's not like you set out thinking, well, gee, in the treatment room, I'd prefer to feel X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You just started doing the work, and yeah. then all of a sudden you noticed. It just shifted. It just stopped. Like permanently. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty neat. Yeah. But that's a good point when you mentioned like the yearning, because we've talked about this, like, creating and manifesting not from a place of yearning yeah because now you're just creating more yearning yes but it's like a place of wholeness yeah. right you've you're already whole yeah and this thing would be lovely yeah exactly right that kind of thing. yeah exactly because the thing is when we yearn it um it emphasizes or exacerbates this this tension that we have that we aren't complete. This yeah. is what we talked about in terms of absolute scarcity. Yes. That we need something outside of ourselves to fulfill ourselves because we're not complete. Yeah. So when we have this sense of completeness, which comes from when your frequency resonance gets stronger, right, and rises, what happens then is you realize at some point it's all within. Like I have access to all of it. It's just that I want to amplify this particular frequency resonance that I'm not experiencing right now. Mm -hmm. So you start to amplify that, surrender to it, and it starts to come in in the most nonlinear and magical ways as mm -hmm. you yourself are discovering mm -hmm. in many different ways mm -hmm. in your own life. So that's the thing. Um, when you have the attachment, that's the, that's, it's not the desire, it's the attachment which causes right. the yearning. Yeah, right. We can desire. Job. There's nothing wrong with desiring yeah, things. Exactly. Yeah. But thinking you need that thing to yeah. complete you, that's the issue. That's the issue. Yeah. Or trying to control things because you have so uh, much fear. Right. Right? That you're trying to like make everything exactly the way you want it. Oh, that's a big one. That's a problem yeah. also. So yeah. desire and surrender. Yes. And raise your frequency versus thinking your thoughts and affirmations. Yes, exactly. That's kind exactly. of summing up what we've talked about, about so far. Yeah. So I, I'm like... Um, really into the topic of addiction yeah um just because of my past and people i know and mm -hmm. it's just interesting to me yeah so this seems like huge for addiction mm -hmm. like i really wish that like this could replace the 12-step model mm -hmm. no offense if you enjoy 12 steps uh, mm -hmm. there's positive um, aspects to it mm -hmm. but i see that there's something missing mm -hmm. um in my opinion yeah like the, this distortion pattern yeah. aspect because you can keep saying over and over for 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. And right? then the same thing. Same thing. And yeah. And you Nothing know, I, I do work with people who have done that and are looking for something else because they keep kind of getting a bit stuck. Yeah. And so the reason they're getting stuck is because the distortion pattern is still there. Mm -hmm. And you, there's with 
um, addiction, there's often a whole bunch of lineage stuff you have to clear. Uh -huh. So it's really difficult to just do that out of like will. Does that make sense? Yes. Or, and I'm not saying the human will isn't remarkable because it can be. Okay. And it's limited and distorted by the pat the distortion patterns, you know? Mm -hmm. So you're always sort of like kept in a very um, confined sense of like what is possible for you because yeah. Right, those patterns are still running, right. defining your reality, yeah. defining what's possible, what you think, what you feel. Mm -hmm. That's why releasing them is so important because it's funny that um, people who I've worked with who have done the 12 steps, who have found it powerful and done it but wanted something more, come into some sort of like ease. Mm. It's really it is. It's sort of like, oh, okay, I don't have to struggle quite so hard. Yeah, yeah. And I don't have to like um, fight with myself and like, you know what I mean? Like internally, mm -hmm. that's the best way that I can mm -hmm. describe what they paraphrase what they've told mm -hmm. me. Um, so that's really helpful. And also what's helpful is that they um, start to release the identity of the addict. Does yes, that make sense? that's a big one. That's a I huge am. thing. I, I am. Yeah, I, I am, am an addict. Yeah, I am. I am. I yeah. keep talking about So it's a, it's a huge thing. I think it's important at the beginning for the process of whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. But what happens for a lot of people that I work with is that identity falls away so that they can replace it with something of a higher order. I'm not saying don't be aware of your stuff. In fact, I think accountability is important. We've talked about this yeah. a lot, and I think that's in part why they say that, I think. Mm -hmm. But I don't really know that much about it. Mm -hmm. However, it's really wonderful when people have that identity drop away because it's just not there for them anymore. It's just not who they are. Right. And it's a new kind of liberation right. for them, which is really neat. That's that's true, and, and, and now I can see how that can go for anyone, whether mm -hmm. it's addiction and that's your identity or parent like whatever your role is that you yeah think you're only that yes dropping that away yes knowing your brilliance exactly come back to that that's right yeah so it's all about like how do you externally create your identity and we're going to talk a lot about identity in another upcoming episode but it's like um at some point you in this journey if you continue with it mm -hmm. you start to release the identity of who you think you are defined by relationship are things external, okay? Mm -hmm. So meaning, like I said, relationship, what your job is, what you do in terms of giving, like for contribution, for however it is, right? Mm -hmm. How much money you have, et cetera, et cetera. All that starts to dissolve because you realize that's just an ego mind um, yeah. uh, parameter that is no longer needed when you start to anchor into your brilliance, which is a higher, more stable form of self, what yeah, we call the it big just self. feels better when you think about it like yeah. that like oh yeah i'm limitless yeah i'm, I'm limitless yeah exactly that's ah, exactly it's like pressure's off yeah there's lighter there's more expansiveness yeah in the field of that totally let's make a quick distinction between creating manifesting intentionally mm -hmm. and then kind of like through your default distortion patterns yeah i think that's a great question because a lot whether we're aware of it or not we're all creating all the time, right? So we can do it unconsciously, yeah. right? That's what you're referring yeah. to. So let's just say that you haven't you haven't been exposed to frequency work and you're having kind of a crappy experience of your life and your life kind of doesn't isn't great. You are creating more of that life because you're in the, um, you're imprisoned basically by your distortion patterns. Mm -hmm. And so what your thoughts and your emotions are and your circumstances are a reflection of those distortions and you can't really get out of it. Mm -hmm. So you're unconsciously creating. Only when you start to release more and more of your distortion patterns do you have more free will mm -hmm. and also more momentum 
to create consciously and therefore have an effect in your reality and put yourself into the present moment of linear time and to the zero point of space, which we've talked about before, which yeah. is really critical for creating manifesting. So when you do that, then you're claiming your sovereignty as co-creator and that's when things can really start to accelerate. So thank you for the question. I have an example, I think, of what you're talking about. So I have a friend who broke her arm mm -hmm. um, kind of in a tragic way, but she, she broke her arm, had to get surgery, broke it again, mm -hmm. broke it again, mm -hmm. and then like injured it again. Like, would you consider that an example of like some distortion pattern she's running yeah. where that's creating her reality oh, and totally. it's not conscious? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. And also I worked on a, um, a little girl who is about, I mean, this, this, she's nine. So obviously she's not like, like thinking about things necessarily, mm -hmm. but she actually injured herself, uh, her head uh, by uh, running into a glass uh, door, a sliding glass door. Mm -hmm. And then she got into a bus and uh, a couple days later and, um, smashed Like they had a little fender bender and she smashed her head exactly in the same place again. And then something else happened where she passed out actually and hit her head oh, exactly in the same place. So constant head trauma. Yeah. And so exactly in the same place, just like your friend. Yeah. So when I worked on her, what happened is I had to release the distortion patterns that was causing that repetitive trauma. Yes. Has she had any kind of, like, and this happened, like literally all the sequence of these traumas to the same place happened within a span of three weeks. Oh, it's a wow. very short period of time. Yeah. Yeah. And so once we released it, she hasn't had anything since. Right? The distortion patterns will cause you to cycle and cycle yeah. and cycle in the And same we're talking pattern. about physical, but this can even be emotional. You know, people who yeah. attract men who beat them yeah. or whatever the thing is. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah, your distortion patterns create your reality. So Whether it will, you're conscious just of it or not. not. Exactly. They will call to you that reality because you're like a beacon running. It's like, it's like the distortion patterns are like a radio signal, right? And you're like a package of that, all those signals that are being sent out. And if what you're running is control abuse patterns, guess who's going to show up? Somebody who's going to control and abuse you. Yeah. And it's weird, you know, Tia, like mm. the guy can start off being non-abusive, non-controlling, and be in your field for enough. And I'm not saying this is like a woman's fault, okay? So please know this, and oh, it's a no, very no. touchy thing. Yeah. But what can happen is he can start to conform to that and become more controlling, more abusive. Mm -hmm. Not because you're doing anything. So please know, I'm not trying to perpetrate it's an like, the victim. Thing. It's just a frequency thing. Yeah. So it's like, until you can release those distortion patterns, the people that you show up in your life will be similar because you keep attracting them. Once you release your distortion patterns, then who comes into your life shifts because you're not running that same signal anymore. Oh yeah, you know I've I've noticed that too. Yeah, sure. and also as your frequency resonance rises, that you also start to attract different people of a higher resonating order. They reflect you, yeah. so it's really cool. And it's not like again you necessarily go out thinking I'm gonna like get all these different things from frequency work, but it's this really beautiful natural consequence of releasing distortion patterns and your frequency resonance rising. Very cool. So. Some people, um, I just want to talk about something that people have some concern about, which is that a lot of people will think, um, if I have negative thoughts, I have to really watch my thoughts because if I'm too negative, then that's going to create my reality and they get kind of paranoid around their yeah. thoughts. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm just going to address that. So what happens when you are fearful in some way, whether it's worried about what your thoughts will create or if you're anxious or if you're um, 
uh, like I said, fear, worry, anxiety, really, mm -hmm. those things will pull your frequency resonance down. So you're pulling yourself down on the frequency bandwidth that is you. So you're no longer up here anymore. You're dropping your state, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. in terms of your emotional state. Your resonance is low. As a result, really difficult to create from there and have any real positive impact. Also, people who are worrying like that, like, oh, my God, I don't know, maybe I'm thinking something bad, et cetera, and they start to worry. When there's a lot of that worry, it'll time distort them into the future. Mm. So now they're not in the present moment and they can't affect their reality as much. Mm -hmm. okay, it's really difficult too. Mm -hmm. So that's why like worry can be really, um, and that distortion around fear, around what you're thinking right. can really pull your resonance down. Right. Okay. So just be aware that that's what it is. So it's better instead of just focusing on what you're worried on, which is hard to like shift your focus, right? Like if you're like, concerned about something, yeah. it's to just, um, you can do something either to move Okay, so to like take yourself on a walk, mm -hmm. you know, to change like where you are mm -hmm. a little bit, that will help you, especially if you're going out to nature. It gives you a different kind of perspective. Yes. If you journal, if you just let yourself like journal, like free journal for like mm -hmm. five, 10 minutes and just sort of get it out onto the page, mm -hmm. that also can help shift. And then you can read what you're saying, you're like, oh, wow. And if you think of it as a perspective of, if this not weren't meeting, me, like if the words that were written were not me and they were actually a friend reading this to me, what would I say? Yeah. Like what would be my that perspective gives a on that distance gives distance as well. Yeah. So those kinds of things help when you start to like spin your mind a bit. Mm -hmm. Also, if you, um, do frequency work. So if you listen no, to the GFC, if you do the G yeah. GFC at the end, that will start to help you so that you won't be so low in the frequency bandwidth. It's you. Mm -hmm. And then in the inverse, a lot of people say, well, don't my thoughts create my reality if I combine emotion with it? Yeah. There's a lot of this thing. Cause you know, a lot of athletes will visualize, you know, a performance, yeah. for example, before they go out, it's like a really big deal. Or um, like a, uh, an artist will put, you know, mm -hmm. like a performance artist mm -hmm. might do that before they perform or, presentation or, presentation or whatever, or whatever yeah. right? To like visualize yeah. and to have feel. the feel, the emotion of the success of it, yeah. right? And then your body will respond. Yeah. So the reason that works is because you're actually raising your frequency resonance up. You Because you're imagining yourself, right? as successful, mm -hmm. as in the whatever it is that you're hoping for, right? In the achievement of it. What you're doing is you're pushing in this bandwidth your resonance up to the top part of your bandwidth. Mm -hmm. You're also now really, you know, like you're really in it. Mm -hmm. So it's a form of being, even though it doesn't, I know this is going to sound strange, but it's like you're really, because you're so in it, it's a different form of the present moment. I know this is going to sound mm. strange to people mm -hmm. because you're so present in the body. You're so aware of the emotion. You're so aware of the thought. Mm -hmm. You can kind of like get yourself into the present moment in kind of like a sideways kind of way yeah. to create. That makes okay? sense. Yeah. So that's what's really happening mm -hmm. when you're doing that. So all of it comes down to how high are you in your frequency resonance? How high is in the, I'm sorry, in your frequency bandwidth mm -hmm. that is you? How high is your frequency resonance generally? Mm -hmm. How much distortion patterns have you got around you? That will really be the things that create your reality and influence your experience of it, mm -hmm. right? So if you change all those things, everything starts to shift. Perfect. Well, that's a great sum up. Yeah, yeah. I was going to do something similar, but yeah, I'll just say in my own words yeah. too. So it's not that your thoughts don't create your reality, it's... or it's really that your thoughts affect your frequency resonance, mm -hmm. which then has a direct effect on your reality. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And to be able to create your reality, release your distortion patterns, 
yeah. right? Which will then cause you to buoy up in terms of where you are in your frequency bandwidth. Yes. And then as that happens more and more, you'll be able to move up the spectrum of that frequencies that we've talked about before, mm -hmm. which then shifts everything in terms of what you think, what you feel, how you perceive. Yeah. All those things are a direct reflection of your frequency resonance. Okay, great. Well, it's kind of a lot to take in, but it, it was very clear. So let's say, remind everyone, listen to the GFC. Yeah, listen to the GFC, people. <laughs> you're taking away, listen to the GFC. Yes. That's yeah, how that's you're changing. Things. Yeah, the frequency work is what shifts thought. Yes, yeah. thank you, perfect, thank you. Thank you. For those of you who are new, we're just about to start the GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down. Or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations. And many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. If you happen to be listening to the audio version of this episode, please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay, here we go. Welcome everyone. This is the group frequency calibration for the power of thought. The focus for this particular GFC will be to begin to help to clear the distortion patterns that create some of that habituated negative uh, self-talk or those thoughts that are negative that you habitually have. And of course, as always, if you need more support for something specific, there's a lot, uh, meaning if your flavor of um, negative thought is, for example, low self-worth, non-deserving, um, you can get more support for that on the website in the products section. Okay. So becoming aware of your body. And as you become aware of your body, Becoming aware of the soles of your feet. Noticing the weight that is being borne by them, even if you're just sitting with your feet touching the ground. Or if it's just air that your feet are touching because you're on your lying on your back. Just notice the lack of weight on your feet, noticing what your feet are touching, even if it is the air because you're barefoot, noticing the temperature and the texture 
of the air. So meaning the relative humidity, the movement in the air. And now please become aware of your earlobes. Noticing if you have hair touching your earlobes because your hair is longer. Noticing um, the weight of earrings if you have earrings in your ears. Noticing the distance between your um, earlobe and the rest of your face. Good. And now please become aware of your breath. And as you become aware of your breath, just noticing it at first without really changing it. Just noticing how your breath is in this moment. Yeah. And then after a couple of breaths, just noticing the breath, please take the opportunity to lengthen your breath, to allow it to slow down. To become even more expansive, more spacious. allowing it to drop further into your belly. And as you allow your breath to sink deeper in your body, Noticing if you can have your breath be more spherical in nature, meaning that when you expand and contract your breath, the natural inhalation and exhalation. Notice if you can be aware of your breath expanding or contracting either, you know, to the front or the back. We tend to habituate to which direction we expand or contract our breath from or to. And... Noticing if you can be aware of it in all directions. So meaning, can you expand your breath not only to the front and or the back, but up and down and to the sides? However you imagine or become aware of this is just great. Yeah. And now please become aware of your surroundings. And as you become aware of your surroundings, noticing the feeling of the air or whatever it is that your skin is touching. Okay, so some of your skin will be touching air. 
Some of your skin will be touching perhaps other skin on other parts of your body. So if you're sitting with your legs crossed, for example, you definitely have parts of your skin touching other body parts' skin. Perhaps your hands or backs of your hands are on your knees. Whatever it is, noticing the texture of that, noticing if it's fabric. Just noticing the feeling of whatever your skin is in contact with. Good. And then, whenever you are ready, blinking your eyes open and noticing the quality of the light. Good. Now, if you're more experienced and prefer to do triangulation with your eyes closed, go ahead and close your eyes. If you're new, I highly recommend keeping your eyes open. And triangulating simply means becoming aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. And to become aware of the distance between the object and you, and then to feel that distance. So for example, if the bed is about six foot away from you, you would notice that distance, and then you would feel the distance between the bed and you. And you'll do that same thing for objects B and C. And you'll notice that as you do this for B and C, your sense of where you are in space becomes more clear, more present for you, and you have more awareness around it. Good. Whenever you're ready and have completed triangulating, you're going to bring your attention to the solar plexus, which is between the belly button and underneath your ribs. Mm -hmm. Keeping your attention in this spot, you can put your hand on the spot if that's helpful for you to keep your attention there. We're going to take a nice deep breath together, inhaling, holding your breath for a count of five. And then whenever you finish that five count, releasing your breath at the speed and intensity that you prefer, holding your breath out for a count of four. Good. So what we're doing here as you complete that one single breath, we're waiting for the mastermind to coalesce and to become coherent. So whilst we do that, and if you finish or when you finish that single breath, just breathe normally. So whilst we're waiting for the mastermind to coalesce and become coherent, 
Please note that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level. And that I often work in silence. So if you don't hear me, I haven't gone anywhere. It's just that if I'm working with very high frequencies, if I make physical noise, it drops the frequency resonance, which does not benefit you. And I also do make noise. So you might hear me hum or yawn or exhale sharply. And that's often, not always, but often how I release some of the heavier, denser distortion patterns. Also, if I say something that resonates with you, it's likely within your field. And if I say something that you really uh, resist, okay, or you really don't like, chances are that also is within your field, okay, that distortion pattern. So I invite you to remain open and to explore further. Good. So now that the masterminds coalesced, you're going to bring your attention to the center of your solar plexus. Okay, so your solar plexus again between your belly button and your lower ribs. So you're just going to find the center point. Good. Let's go ahead and ask ourselves the following question now that the mastermind has coalesced. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? For those of you who are new, that question again is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, Please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this vast space, becoming aware of or imagining a brilliance at its very, very core that you either see or feel and that brilliance starts to become brighter and it starts to expand because you have your attention on it. And as it intensifies, it expands outwards through all of your cells, out through your organs, through your bones, through your flesh and your muscles, out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Yep. Please notice the brilliance within the sphere. 
Good, and now become aware of the infinite space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm working with you on spirit level to increase your frequency resonance irrespective of where it began. This is one of the most important things that we do together because how high your frequency resonance is dictates everything from how your physical reality looks, how you feel about it, how much momentum you have on spirit level, and how quickly you can integrate. This is one of the most important things we do together. Good. Bringing your attention, please, into that center point of your belly, of your solar plexus, excuse me, between your belly button and the base of your sternum, which is that big, thick bone in the center of your chest, where your ribs meet in front of your body. So the first distortion pattern that we're releasing is this worry, okay, or fear or anxiety or self-doubt about what you're creating with your thought. Okay. There's a small subgroup of you that has this pattern where you're looking over your shoulder all the time, like someone's going to bust you for doing something bad or wrong or both, possibly even illegal. But releasing these Yeah. 
Good. Becoming aware of your entire belly from your pubic bone all the way up to the base of your sternum. Okay. This has to do specifically with unconscious creating. So meaning you are running on automatic. So you're creating, but you're not creating from an empowered place. Okay. You're creating from like the default frequency resonance at which you exist. Okay. So this will start to help to clarify the free frequency resonance you're at. Okay. Even though it may not be that comfortable for you to notice it, you'll notice where your frequency resonance at is at. And if you stay there and it's low without changing it, you'll notice that what you create is not the best. But if you can create from a higher resonating state, it changes things. So this is quite a, a little package of stuff here. Yep. Bringing your attention, please, from your heart space in the center of your chest and your nipple line all the way in a straight line down uh, to your belly button. So oftentimes, especially when we are in a negative um, thought pattern, we even though we desperately want to get out of it because we know that we're just not creating good stuff from it, it can be very hard why? Because we often will attach to things, even if we don't want them anymore. As humans, we attach very quickly to a number of things, including what it is that we create. So I'm going to release the attachment. Excellent. Bring your attention, please, to your front of your throat and to the, the top part of your solar plexus. So your solar plexus between your belly button and the base of your sternum. And the, if you imagine that cut in half, right, the top half, half in half from top to bottom. 
the top half. Yep. So starting to give you some clarity on when you're in habituated thought. Okay. And depending on where you are and where your frequency resonance is, you're going to start to notice what the distortion patterns are, which cause those thoughts, those habitual negative thoughts and feelings. Good. Yep. Just bring your attention to your entire belly from your pubic bone all the way to the base of your sternum. Yeah, just giving you more momentum, you know, to be more aware of the patterns that are causing the thoughts that you're having, which often are lower in resonance. Okay, so just being aware of those as opposed to just getting caught in it. You're able to observe or see them from a bit more distance. Good. Becoming aware now of your xiphoid process and about three inches or seven centimeters directly beneath it, clearing out the pain body because your pain body has a memory. This only takes a couple of seconds and it helps your integration be smoother and faster because you're not fighting. Against the memory that your pain body has of you before the work was done. Good. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my time and personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support.